going on, everybody, man? This is your boy, MT, and we're here with another Tap In with MT and Friends, man, and I got one of my yes, guys sir. here, the good guy here, Ty McMath, man. I've known this man for a while. He's seen Metric Mate in his infancy. So, Ty, yes, appreciate sir. you, my guy. My guy. Man, it is so funny. I remember talking to you and your team on the balcony. I was living, um, I think I was living at the spot called the Bishop right across from the King and Queen building. Mm -hmm. And I was I was on the phone with your team and I really, bro, I, I can see exactly what you guys were doing. And it was like, y'all was a baby. Like I'm talking like we, like a baby. And just to watch you grow, to watch the team grow, I mean, I'm proud, man. It's it's amazing to see it. So truly, truly. And I feel that just watching like how you guys are, I would say, disrupting the industry, you know, um, and, and bringing something new to the industry, especially for us independent um, owned fitness spaces, how you guys are improving um, the experience, man. It's, it's awesome, bro. It's yep. awesome. So thank you for holding tap ins at the union. Man, come on, man. Yes, sir. Come on, yes, sir. Man. It, 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 you walk up in here, you see what's going on. So, I mean, we could, we could, we gonna get there. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. We're, we're trying to get into like cause we talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah. trying to get into talk, but we have to have some structure. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta act like you know, <laughs> like we don't know each other. We yeah, don't talk just, every just day. A little bit. <laughs> but give them a rundown, man. Yeah. Cause you you've got such a a a like studded past. Like you've done so much. You've seen so much. You, yeah. You've been in business. You've sold yeah. business. Yeah. You've seen like. Give them the rundown, give them yeah. the background, let the audience know where we coming from, the real, real. So as we move into this other stuff, I yeah. know it's not no fluke because exactly. I don't mess with no fluke folks. Yeah. We're consistent with ours. Yeah. Know? Yeah. As as me and uh, one of my guys, G. Bryant, say, uh, you know, we, we like to think of ourselves as real guys in the, in the industry, like real entrepreneurs. Right. That That's tried and true. Got the scars, yeah. got all the experiences. Um, I've been in the fitness industry for over 20 years. You know, my uncle actually owned a ghost gym. And so, yeah, he owned a ghost gym off of Howell Mill. And this is the old wow. Howell Mill. Yeah, this is the old Howell Mill before it was just a Kroger over in that Howell Mill. It wasn't Dude. nothing around there. You know, so he owned a ghost gym over there. And uh, my uncle, you know, uh, for him to put a ghost gym and for him to even invest in a ghost gym was like different. You know, um, it was mostly white owners. Right. And, and goes gym. And he was one of the first black franchise owners of a ghost gym. And so um, I was fortunate enough. I went to Clark Atlanta University. So, we so during, for that, hey, you know, you know, scholarship. Thank you, CAU. <laughs> uh, but man, I would I would go over um, to the ghost gym and I worked in every part of the gym. I cleaned the treadmills. I did sales. I was a general manager. I did every single part of that gym. And so I learned a lot from him. Working for him, I realized like, oh man, like I get the gym industry, I get the space, but there's so many things that I feel like as an entrepreneur that um, I saw gaps in the market. And so like working for him and then going to the Ritz Carlton, that was my like first official real job, you yeah, know, yeah. when they, when you get the 401k paperwork and <laughs> all that moves, good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought I was killing it back then. Oh man, I thought I was, I thought it was over for me. You know, I thought everything was going to be all right, but uh, I worked for the Ritz Carlton. And so I learned customer service at that point. And once I started learning about customer service and learning about like the, the customer journey and different things like that, <clears throat> I always missed the, the fitness industry. You know, I always miss like, man, 
Like working for my uncle's gym, it was just felt pure and it felt free. You know, working for the Ritz Carlton was amazing, but it was like right. a job and it was structure and it was things like that. Right. So I quickly realized like this probably is not the path for me. Um, and, and so while I was at the Ritz Carlton, I started thinking about like ways I can uh, be an entrepreneur and, and, and possibly be in the fitness industry. And so I started thinking about like, man, maybe I can do these pop ups. So I started doing these pop up classes for a um, for a company called Get In Shape Bootcamp. And this company in Atlanta was like uh, this guy named Shannon Hamilton yep. started this company called Getting Shape Bootcamp. So I just started doing pop up classes. And at first I was just like a normal member, like, bro, I was just going in, like mm-hmm. working out, just loving it. And then I started uh, started being a coach. And, and it wasn't even about the money. It was just like loving to be there going. And then I was like, man think I have an ideal, you know? So I started talking to Shannon about this pop-up ideal that I have about having these classes in different places. Mm. Um, one thing I noticed about Get In Shape Bootcamp, it was outside. And so the weather would come and it was cold. So people would not show up. Uh, it was the summertime, it was too hot. Um, when kids would be on spring break, you know, you had all this stuff, like people would, you know, have reasons not to show up mm-hmm. or the weather. And so I was like, man, this is really emotional, right? Like you're asking people for money every month. That felt like an emotional dollar. So I was like, man, maybe you can do something different and maybe uh, go into like different buildings or different corporates and, and, and do more activations. So I pitched him this idea. And like any entrepreneur that pitches you an ideal, sometimes you're probably looking at this guy like, come on, bro. Like, I got my own company. Right. And so he politely said, no, I'm good. Hmm. And uh, so I was like, well, I think I'm going to try it out. And so I went out and I, that's when I started Torch Fitness and Nutrition, bro. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh, yeah. Hold up. Hold yeah, up, I know. Up, I know it's crazy. Because the beautiful <laughs> part about this whole situation and why is tapping with MT and friends and not tapping with MT and strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See somebody I'm in the gym, bro, because yeah. I appreciate the fact that I learned so much about my people. Yes. And the Torch Fitness Day, like when it was popping, after like this whole conversation, after you getting the trials and the tribulations and building, that's when our paths kind of intersected. Yes. And it's like, I know that part. Yes. But hearing this part, yeah. It's like, yeah, bro. Oh, and then hearing the connections. It's like that goes gym. Yeah. Remember that goes gym. Yeah. 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 Like, my uncle owned that goes gym. Riding man. around that area. Yeah. KNG was my dad's oh. spot. <laughs> it to this day. So it's like yeah, that, right was my, that was the Howell Mill that I was down. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah, I know. It's like the only thing I knew on Howell Mill yeah, was KNG. Yeah. Piccadilly's. Piccadilly's. <laughs> goes gym. Yep. Like, I remember seeing that thing. And yep. so now it holds a more prominent space in my memory. Yeah, like, yeah. Know, I've been, I've been, I've been parlaying. I've been communing. I've been fellowshipping with this man for so long. Yep, I had no freaking idea. Yep. Dude, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was. We was over there, man, and I learned. I met so many people. Um, I had moved over there. from Nebraska, and so I went to school in Nebraska, and um, I, I moved to Atlanta. Sight unseen. That's you played ball in Nebraska. Right? Yeah, played ball in Nebraska, and I played ball at Clark. Mm-hmm. So they offered me a scholarship, and it was late in the summer. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I've never been to Atlanta. I didn't know anything really about Atlanta. Honestly, truth be told, I had nothing. I had I knew nothing about HBCUs. I, I literally knew nothing. So I came from Nebraska and 
the Clark Atlanta coach was like, hey, we got a full ride scholarship. Let's go. I said, all right, stay less. <laughs> I, was in, I was in my car. The funny thing is, this is a podcast story. So I had this little Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember the little uh, Mitsubishis with the uh, I think Eclipse. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. they had a little drop top. Yeah. Right. So this little old car, and I'm driving it from Nebraska to Atlanta. Right. And I packed my little dorm in this in this car, mm-hmm. and and I couldn't put the top up because I packed all my stuff. I couldn't even put the top up. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. remember, bro, I drove for like maybe, I don't know, 16 hours and it started raining. It started raining. And I just remember this trip coming from Nebraska to Atlanta, but it was sight unseen. So when I got to Clark Atlanta, I had, I had no, I know nothing about Atlanta. Yeah. Didn't understand HBCUs. I just, came in and it was probably the best experience and even in business it was the best experience ever because going from nebraska and going to clark atlanta i I think i had the best of both worlds and i was able to uh mix and match and and mingle with all types of people and it really helped me in business to today you know, uh, going to school in Nebraska and going yeah. to school at Clark Atlanta. It was like two years in Nebraska, three years at Clark Atlanta. And combined, I felt like that was part of how we built Torch and how we're building the union right now. Dude, dude. And that's and that's crazy that you tell that story, man. Because yeah. that's similar to the way that I got the S&T. Come Shout on now. S&T. Yes, yeah, sir. Hey, y'all better tell people about my podcast, too. I'll come up there and Rollin, fight yeah. y'all. Yeah. But it was, <laughs> it was literally the same way. Like, I, I was in the dual degree program in the AUC. I was at Morehouse. Yep. I finished up my math. I was like, all right, bet. This and T is the one giving up bread. They, yep. I flew up there. They let me blow up the side of a mountain. I was completely amazed. I was yep. like, Tech's not going to do oh that. Oh, my gosh. Not gonna do that. <laughs> this is crazy. I've never done this before. We're going to take a shot because they're giving out the bread. And yep. I packed my Nissan Maxima, my 96 yep. Nissan Maxima. Yep. This was 22 2009. So yep. I was a 96 Nissan Maxima. Packed that thing full of stuff. Yep. Stick shift. Drove that mud to the crib. Sight unseen. I'd never seen this spot before. I actually had a homeboy that was up there, spent the night, yep. and ended up moving to my place, and yep. the rest was history. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's the best thing, man. Don't you? I mean, yeah. like, and obviously this is for, I'm guessing, entrepreneurs, right? And and, and for different people that, that, yeah, that yeah. tap in. Always. One of the biggest things I always say in life and in business is, you know, you have to be willing to, like, risk you have to be willing to bet on yourself. You have to be willing to try new things. You know, um, we both decided you going to, you know, S&T, me going to Clark Atlanta. We both decided, like, let's get out of our comfort zone a little bit. Let me see what this life is about. Mm-hmm. You can always go back. You can know, always go back to that comfort zone. About. I know what this is. Let me go over here. And it, it allows you, it stretches you, it molds you. It opens up your 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 circle. It puts you around different type of people where you start to be like, man, oh, wow, you see things this way. Or, wow, you dress this way. I remember my first day on campus, bro, and I'm walking down, um, you know, what do they call that? The strip? strip? I'm walking down the strip. I got lab. It's probably like 8 o'clock in the morning. So I'm dressing like I dress in Nebraska. Right, right, right. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Nope. It's lab. Whoa, what is it? Bro, they had on J's. Yep. They had on the, the girl. I said, oh, oh, it's serious in here. <laughs> it was amazing. But I had not, I, I, I didn't know. Yep. I mean, it was dudes in suits. First thing. 
eight o'clock in the morning. I was so impressed. Um, it was just a different experience, man. And That's those it. experiences make business, you know, and, and make those relationships and, and just uh, deepen, you know, uh, your, your, your character in a way. Oh. Amen. That's it. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Praise. Yeah. <laughs> for all of its exposure and yeah. excellence and all of that stuff. Yeah, man. Um, so going into Torch, like that, that was a thing. Yeah, we created a whole industry. Like literally, bro, we started an industry that had not been activated. And like imagine we went into apartments and we said, okay, apartment, you have this gym. You've invested hundreds of thousand dollars into your gym. It's not activated and um, you're not doing any real programming. So essentially we started a Orange Theory or LA Fitness in apartments and they paid us to do this. Mm -hmm. Normally what was happening before we came in with Torch, people and trainers would go in and they would just say, hey, could we do this as a trade out or could we, you know, for free? Or they was actually paying the apartment. Mm. We came in and we said, look, I believe you should pay us to do these uh, activations and do these classes and do these things because it's an amenity for your residents. And that had not been done before. It was literally, there was no market research. There was no standard procedure. There was no, like, you know, it wasn't like I could say, hey, this person charged this so I can charge this. There was nothing. So we went in and created this niche in this like avenue that had never been created. But when we created it, we noticed that, wow, so an apartment would pay us say they'd pay us $5 per door. And this apartment had 300, 400 doors. They can then charge the residents $8 per door, $10 per door. And the residents didn't really feel it. Right. Um, but the, the apartment's like, oh, wow, we're really making money doing this, like having a real program. And so we were really first to market. And a lot of people ask us, like, how did you scale to like 26 different states? And how did you get to um, like, you know, we had over 500,000 doors. Yeah. It was nuts. That's crazy. Um, and how we did it, we were just first to market. It wasn't like we did anything genius. It wasn't anything like different from another boot camp or another Zumba or another yoga. We just understood our worth and our value. And we asked for that worth and value. And then we simplified and repeated that over and over and over again. Right. And we built relationships. That's like tried and true in any business. Yeah. No value. Build relationships, simplify, repeat. Y'all better be listening. That was, a, <laughs> that was somewhat like a bar. Yeah. But no, but it's like, it's, it's really what happened. It's really what happened. And, and so those relationships helped us grow. And we ran into what a lot of entrepreneurs don't, um, don't really understand. We ran into issues that was like, they were like what they they would call like champagne problems, right? <laughs> we scaled too fast. Yep. We were we were growing too fast. We were like, what do we do? Oh man, we gotta we gotta we got twenty six accounts. How do we like on the back end? How do we do that this operation right. wise? Yep. How do we fulfill this? We started running into that. So I had never, bro. And speaking of, this is you know uh, Shark Tank, right? Yes. 
how I learned about my business was watching shows like Shark Tank and Limonis. And so as I was scaling, I was like, I don't know how we can sustain this. Like my wife and I, and maybe like three other people was just working for our company. And then we had, everybody was independent contractors. Right. So we started getting deals and deals and deals and growing. And we had, uh, you know, uh, buildings in Austin, Texas and Denver and San Diego and LA all over. Connecticut, places I had never been. I've never been to these buildings. And we had these things rolling. Wow. And it was like non-emotional money. It was mailbox money. Every time I went to the mailbox, we had checks. Right. Um, but as we grew, it's like, man, how, how am I going to continue to scale at this like rate right. for one? And then every time we went into Austin or Nashville or Denver, we introduced a new product to the market. So a young Thai, a young MT was like, hey, Shoot, if he can do this, <laughs> then I can do, I can do this so you too. You got gunslingers coming. So we created our own competition. Yep. And once we, there was no barrier to entry. Right. You can go right now to an apartment right now and say, hey, we want to do five classes, da, 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 da. Yep. This is what you're going to pay me per door? What's up? You signed in that? Yeah. It's not like rocket science. So we created our competition. It was so hard to keep up that I was like, all right, we have two decisions to make. We're either going to go with a company, right, that can help us fulfill our orders and, and, and ride the wave. Or we can partner with like maybe a LA Fitness, mm -hmm. maybe Orange Theory, maybe a Peloton, you know, something like that. And so, yeah, man, that's how we really started thinking about selling and in, in the next level of the company. And I was fortunate enough to have relationships. And I started talking to a, a mentor of mine, Tracy Bowers, and she introduced me to another person. And within three weeks, we had sold our company. Within three weeks, my wife and I was in an apartment and, you know, we never paid ourselves that much money. Right. You know, we were in an apartment and I remember the first couple meetings, I didn't even bring my wife because I was like, you know, you start talking about selling a company. I told my lawyer, my accountant, and they actually didn't think we can sell our company for the multiple. They were like, oh, how do you sell a company? You don't own any real estate. You don't own any uh, real intellectual property. You don't own the trainers. They don't work for you. They're not W-2s. Like, what are you actually selling? And I was like, well, the contracts, we have all these buildings, but they were like, these are monthly contracts. So if you sell your company, so if I bought this from you right now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I, and it's on a month to month basis, I can cancel in 30 days, 60 days. So my accountant and my lawyer was like, ah, you could possibly sell it for this. So you might as well keep it. For reference, what, what year is this? This is in 2020, 2019. So Uber here. Yep. All these subscription-based companies that sell it for a million dollar Fitbit here. Here. And can't steal it on Oh, no. They told me I couldn't do it. My accountant, who we've employed for years, told me we couldn't do it. To the point where I remember one time me and my wife was in the car. And after we, we left the accountant's office, and she's like, baby, I don't think we should do this. We're not going to make the money, da-da-da. I was like, well, let's just call them. So I, it was so not traditional. Yeah. So I called the company, the guy that we were, um, that, that represents the, 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 um, the company that we were selling to. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. 
we need to sell for this multiple. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're on the same page. And I remember having the speakerphone so my wife can hear it. Like, yeah, you see, like this is actually. But it took I had to convince my own team first wow. that this was possible, then negotiate the right. deal. But I understand now looking back in traditional business, I understood. But there's there are certain things like when you build a brand and when you build like social capital, you know, when you brand, build like that, that brand loyalty, we have brand loyalty. We had like what, what a trainer in 305 couldn't do yeah. like, hey, I'm Joe. I teach yoga. That's what does that mean? This is torch. We're gamifying it. We're creating this experience. That is the difference. So we had that. And I knew we had that. And so when we went into these negotiations, I knew we had that leverage. Mm -hmm. And we were a Trojan horse. This company wanted to be in, in fitness. They wanted to be in, in the Southeast. We were mostly in the Southeast. Those are things that you can leverage as a company. And so, yeah, we were able to do that, man. And in 20, I think it was 2019 or 2020, we ended up selling our company. And uh, like I said, in three weeks, my wife and I, we, we were like, all right, so how does this money come? <laughs> like, does it just hit the account? Like, how does this work? Like, we, you know, you don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know how that worked. And so, like, we, we, and I didn't want to ask the other company. Right, right. Like, does it come in a check? <laughs> like, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to ask them. So I was like waiting, you know. And, and so we signed the deal. He, my lawyer sent it over. We signed it. And by that, by midnight, money had been deposited in our account. And it was like, oh, it was like, oh my gosh, this actually like dude, happened. Dude. It was like, it was like a, a, a out of body experience. It oh. was like one of the best feelings ever. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It's That's crazy. crazy. And, yeah. and, and this just took me to a whole nother level with this conversation because yeah. you are now officially representation. No doubt. You and I man? didn't realize that. And you had no idea. In I the had moment, no. You had no, you, you didn't even know how to money. I just Bro. signed this paper saying that I'm finna get this bread. I don't even know how it's, I didn't, I was so in, in shock about what was happening. It was, it was I didn't within even a go month. my normal mode. Cause if you go work at Taco Bell, you gonna be like, how do I get my money? First day, you ain't even worked an hour yet. Like how do my, is it direct deposit? What we doing? <laughs> I need you a slip. Like what's happening? You, you were so like. I was so green. I was so green. I didn't even realize how high we were jumping. I didn't even realize that this is not normal in business. Mm -hmm. I was so green that I didn't realize like, oh, most companies don't do this. But that's the amazing part about sometimes people overstudy, they overanalyze, they overcomplicate a business, they over strategize. A part of our success was that we didn't know. And I think we continue to be in rooms because we didn't act like we were the smartest person in the room. We didn't act like we had it all figured out. We didn't act like, oh, no, I know. You know, <laughs> you know how those people, oh, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, no, 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 I don't know what you're I, saying. I have Help absolutely me. no <laughs> idea what this means. Ibada, what is that? <laughs> what do you need to see? What is that? I had no idea. And so I didn't realize it. We sold our company. And we were on Fox. We were on Fox um, business, right? 
And uh, and I'm telling you, bro, like, yeah. I, I'm not thinking about it like that. Right. I'm thinking that, oh, this is awesome. Let's go get a house. I've never bought a house before. Let me do that. You know, wow. we're on Fox and then I'm like, oh, shoot. Like people are, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't like in the know. I wasn't around a lot of people. Yeah. So it was like, wow, this is awesome. Like and people started recognizing it and, and I'm around more people. And then I realized this is not um, this is very rare. It is amazing to do. The fact that you can build, scale, sell a company, like it's just not a normal process. But we were so in the work that we never really looked up. We never looked up and, you know, did it. And I probably, bro, I probably didn't look up until I started this new project. Hmm. I didn't even realize the magnitude of what we did until I started a new project. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, I get it. So yeah, it took a it took a while. Dude. Dude I rock with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting here like, yo. Yeah. 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 That's what's up. Yeah, man. That's yeah, it was up. it was a it was a process. It was a process to get here, for sure. So after all of that, you know what I'm saying? I know it was a ride. It, yeah. was, it was a definite ride. <clears throat> yeah, it was a great ride. You decided to jump your butt back in the pool. Yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. And the funny thing is, um, you sell a company, and I remember feeling like, all right, well, I'm, I want to learn. So I sold it to a private equity company, mm -hmm. and um, like what this private equity company does, as most of them, most of them do, they go. And then they sell again. They sell all the companies. Mm -hmm. So I went in. We built and helped our company and other companies sell for a crazy. If I was to tell you the amount, you'll go crazy. That's how like I didn't understand. Well, right. Yeah. So us, our company and other companies go in and we, we go and we sell this other company. And it was like, bro, it was like one point four billion. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Right. So I'm not even understanding what's happening. What's happening? <laughs> what what the ride I'm, they taking me on? Now. The ride that I'm on, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm in it, but I'm not in it. I'm like, oh wow, this is. So I'm just on planes. I'm going everywhere. I'm doing everything, yeah. and it's just work for me. I'm not thinking about it. So I'm going and I'm doing all this stuff, and we, you know, all these companies they sell again. Then we going again. And I'm, as I'm running, I'm realizing, oh, wow, I'm losing myself. Like, I forgot why I'm here. Mm -hmm. I forgot why I'm doing this. Like, I was, it became a job. It became, I was at the risk Carlton again. It, it became a job. I wasn't even like, it was very soulless. Yeah. It, it didn't feel, I, I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I, I moved into the neighborhood and I remember like, you know, because I would walk. I was one of the old people in the neighborhood that they would see me every day. I would be walking. I would be talking to everybody to make up for my day. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take my little conference calls. And, and I remember moving to a neighborhood like the neighborhood that you should move in. Right. I remember like Diddy's house was over here and it was like, ooh, and Stephen Harvey's house was over here. And T.I. And I'm like moving in this neighborhood. And I remember being like, probably the most depressed I've ever felt in my life. 
by far. Mm. Like I would, I would wake up and I got to the point where I would just do stuff. I would go on vacation just to get away. But then when I would come back from vacation, I would still be depressed. Yeah. And I would, I would do everything. I would try to buy my way out of this. I would do this. And around probably July of 2022 or 2021, I was like, I don't think I can do this. And I started talking to my people, my mom, my wife, other people. And I know it sounds crazy to people hmm. because you like, wait, you worked your whole life to have this security and to have this money. And, and where I'm from, you know, I, I grew up just like how everybody probably grew up, right? In the hood and, right. and, and mom worked at Arby's and dad worked at General Motors and, and we never had anything, you know? So the fact that I was able to do the things I was able to do for my family was amazing. But I was like, I can't do this. And so I remember just talking to my mom, being like, mom, I think I gotta leave. I think I got to leave. And it was like, bro, they didn't even, the company, they had me on this DNI council and I could not stand it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't pretend. Oh, yeah, bro, I yeah. could not do it. Oh. I could not. It was the hardest thing in the world. So I remember as I was building Torch, I started noticing that there was so much talent in our industry. Mm. There were so many fitness entrepreneurs uh, uh, you know, uh, trainers, tech, marketers, and there was so much talent, but there was no place for them. And like, I was like, man, where do those people go in other industries? When they have this, mm. they have salon suites, they have ghost kitchens, they have the gathering spots. We worked industrious. They have places in real estate. They have places, but in the fitness industry, where do they have rice? is a perfect example right. of that. And so I remembered that. And as I was thinking about, man, what am I gonna do? I remembered all of these fitness entrepreneurs. And I had so many fitness entrepreneurs that would come to me like, man, how do you scale a company? How do you build a company? How do you sell a company? And I really didn't have a place for them to really talk to them or to build that. And so like around that July time, I started thinking like, man, I want to leave, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. And so I started doing the same thing I did before. I started talking to people and started gathering information. And then by September of uh, 21, I had got this lease. And the funny thing is I had to wait to get all the spaces because this is uh, four spaces in total. So I had to get one space, then another space, then another space. Then I went to the company that, that had bought our company and I told them I was firing myself from my own company. So I ran Torch mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't, I'm not the best CEO for my company anymore. And they were like, well, you can stay and just, you know, you can build this and stay. And I couldn't even do it. Yeah. I thought about it. I was like, man, I just don't, I can't do it. And so I left, no salary, no nothing, just like, all right, cold turkey. Yep. And so January 13th, actually, uh, is when I left. And so uh, yesterday was kind of an anniversary of oh. such. And so, yeah, I left and I started building the union from there. Yeah, yeah. man. You something else, boy. <laughs> you something else. I literally no. had conversations about this this 
entire week about pouring into people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and, and making sure that they understand like when they are raising the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you ain't done yet. Nah, we just we, we, we just getting started. <laughs> we just getting started. Yo, we just getting started. Isn't it crazy though? Like me and you both, right? We we read all these books, listen to all this music. I'm a huge Nipsey Hussle fan. I'm a huge Jay Z fan. And and they always talk about betting on yourself. You know, bet on yourself. You know, um, um, go through all the emotions of entrepreneurship. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when it was time for me to be challenged in everything that I've read, I had to think like, all right, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to bet on myself? Am I really going to step out? Like, I, even in my brain, it was like, build a gym. Why would I ever want to build a gym? That makes no sense. You know, yeah. all these things. And like, the one thing that I'm most proud of is that even no matter what happens with the union, no matter what happens in my life, I proved to myself that I'm willing to bet on myself and I can take that. And you can win. Yeah. And, you know, like victory is in whatever you want victory to be in. Right. It might be in the success of a company selling, scaling, but it might be in just in you saying to yourself, yo, you know what? I'm willing to do it. And I can I can live with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I can stomach that. What I cannot stomach is not doing that for myself, not betting on myself. I don't know if I can stomach it. I just it's just something in me that that needs to prove to myself that I believe in myself. True. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll change the whole brain chemistry, the whole wave of your body. For sure. You know, for sure. You, you move with a different confidence. Yeah, man. You got to be a guy, man. You, know? you can't pretend to be a guy. And, and, and that kind of got to be a guy. Like the chains that I saw when we came back together. Cause yes. you know what I'm saying? It was a time, that time in between like torches popping, I'm coming yep. to events, I'm yeah, seeing yeah, the yeah, DJs, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. in there sweating yeah. before Effect Fitness and yes, all that yes, stuff. Yes, 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 oh yeah. It in. Yes. And then that time in between, obviously when you 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 sold the company and then you went through working for the, the private equity firm, yep. that was kind of our, our, our blackout period. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Cause yes. I was focused on metric mate. I had yes. all my stuff going on. Yes. You had all your stuff going on, but then we came back. Yes. And it was a different tie. Yes. Like when I first walked into the union, when all this stuff wasn't even here, yep. he was like, yo, come by. I want you to see the spot. Yep. It was a different tie. Yes. Same right. tie, but a different tie. Bro. Yeah, you're right. And and that context gives so much to that. That growth mm, is yeah. seen through that piece, man. Yes. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, we went through the fire. I remember watching y'all grow. <laughs> and and this is so funny because as an entrepreneur, it's like being a coach. Yeah. Like I built and sc- scaled a company and I was able to, I was a coach, but I watched y'all in the game. And, and me, I'm like, I want to be in the game. Like, <laughs> hey, we watch you. The game. I want to be in the game. I'm like, man, <laughs> I saw what y'all was building and yeah. that that motivated me. That motivated me, man. That motivated me to watch y'all build, watch y'all grow, watch you figure it out, watch you f- figure out the systems. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's 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 motive. That's the real success to me. No, it's it's in the journey. Yes, it's in the journey, man. Yeah, and and I'm we here, man. We here, bro. <laughs> real guys, man. Real guys. Name of this podcast episode is Real Guys. <laughs> we earned it. So the union, you 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 birthed this new baby because this is about as close as we gonna get. Yes. 
<laughs> the birth of the child. So yeah. it's, it's come out into you. It's, it's, it's your 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 passion project as of right now. Yeah. Where do you see this thing going, G? Wow. Every day I feel like it's different because I, I truly created the union with the fitness professional in mind. I thought about having a space where fitness professionals can come in, they can build their business, they can grow, they can find their avatar. I thought about y'all. And truly, like I'm not even, I'm not hyping it up. I'm not even, this is no hype. I thought about where would y'all go to start your company? You know, like three amazing people, genius minds have this new concept. Like where would they go right to to start to find the avatar where do they go to raise capital where do they go to prove a concept where do they go to get real buy-in what space would allow them to totally be theirs mm. that's not what other gyms do it's not their business model they don't even see the, there, the there's no value in that no there's value no value in that for them there's never been a space created with you in mind. There's never been a space created with the fitness professional in mind. The space has only been created with the end customer. And I thought that where did the mirror start? Where did Peloton start? Where did Lululemon start? Where did Vibe Rod start? These are two lawyers. Where would they go to get their start? They're not going to start at a whatever. They're going to start at the union. Yeah. And so I felt like a place like Atlanta had enough of us to sustain it. I really felt that way. So I feel that there's at least nine cities mm. that have enough of us to sustain it. I feel that if we can build, like we need places that cultivate talent. Mm. We need places that birth talent. We need places that, that give talent real opportunities, not sell them courses, not, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Bruh. Not just be a space where you rent out and trade time for money. Truly build a space that's, that can be here for you. That you feel that you can come in and be like, hey, this is our space. Look at our product. And so I think about different companies that's used it already. Like your company, like Any Distance. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like amazing. I didn't think Lululemon... And Reebok could come in, but I'm like, okay, come on, come on, let's go. Yeah. But you know, like it yeah, is wow. amazing. Like we've had people fly in from New York. We've had people fly in from LA and like, man, this, you need to bring one here. And I'm like, wow, why would like, you know, I didn't think about it like that, but right. it's such a, a great space. And what I always hear is the vibe, the vibe, the vibe, the vibe. I hope that we can continue to replete that and, and do that over and over again. So, man, I, I think we can scale it. I think we can grow it. But more importantly, I think we can have real verticals. Yeah. And, and hopefully in a year we can say, hey, Look at what Matron made did. Look nope. at look at them. It's gonna be less than a year, bro. You know what I mean? Less hey, let's go. Right Six months. Dude. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what we hope. And it can go on our like our our fitness hall of fame. You know what I mean? Know? Dude, that yeah, no, no. That's like you said, it's needed, man. Yeah. It's needed. It's just even thinking, like you said, thinking back to the original days of Metric made, we going into LA Fitness and begging for space. Like, hey, 
we want to be able to bring this new technology to your members that they ain't never seen before. Yep. Please let us do this. All right, we'll give you a table and yeah. you know, a machine. Yeah. If we run into somebody that gets it, yes. then it's like they're gung-ho about it, but then they got to convince somebody else. Yep. It's like, yep. what are you talking about? Yep. And then you get out, like you bust out like a Peloton, and yep. it's like, oh, man, we would love to have you around. It's like, yeah, yeah. Talking to you before that. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> like, I was trying to tell insight. you that your experience will be better for your members before. But like, man, you know the the problem is, thank God y'all have stamina. But most companies don't have that much stamina. It's the reason why most fitness companies don't even make it past that time because there's no place to pump in. You need gas, bro. Uh, y'all need gas. And that gas don't always come in the forms of money. It comes in the form of talent, resources. Like, this is why they, they have the tech industry or they have the Hollywood or they have the sports industry, things like that. Those cities pump gas into Hollywood. Yep. Cities pump gas into tech. These cities pump gas into these movies, music. We need to pump gas into the fitness industry. Yeah. And I really believe that's what the union can do. And speaking of pumping gas, we're going to yes, shout out to Georgia yes. Sports Innovation Council. We're yes, going to get you into now. Yes. Like, we got to get you in, bro. Please. Like, doing great things, trying to be able to make Georgia a bastion for exactly what you're talking about. Just yes. In general. Yep. We did you know we have the largest concentration of retired athletes in the country? You know. In the world, I think. I didn't know that, but working with the NFLPA. Oh, my gosh. I'm realizing, like, oh, wow. Bruh. So many, so many players. And I want to say they're only second to L.A., and that's just the NFLPA. Exactly. We're not even talking about the NBA yep. and so many others. And, you so, know, MLB, is they busting down here. They want to be down here. They're trying to count down to Florida. So they, yeah. They, 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 well, they just so, opened, right? Talking about Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, And then we got, just got the uh, the soccer team joint. It's, it's, it's as far as the fitness, the sports, the yeah. health, the wellness landscape. Yeah. It's booming, like yep. booming and bunking in, in, a, in a whole different measure. Yep. And so that, again, speaks to the timing, bro. Like, you are right on time. Yeah. Right, hey, man. If reinventing the industry <laughs> once again, do it once in your life is one thing, but to do it twice? Yeah. Come on, G. But it take us. It take us. It take us, man. And thank you for real. Like, y'all coming in and, and, like, being here and being not only just being here, but you're present. You're active. You know what I'm saying? Like you around. Yeah. Like I'm amazed. Like last night, I'm amazed that like we had like real entrepreneurs, fitness entrepreneurs in a room talking to each other. I just think that we're doing something special. It's, this is a special city yeah. and it's ready to, for multiple companies, have multiple exits, have multiple, you know, mergers, have multiple uh, uh, acquisitions. It's just a, it's a special place. So I do think it's a great time. Man, that's it. Man, yes, sir. And speaking of great times, man, yes, we got to talk about this last thing, them tough hey. talks. We got, we got, we got, we got, we got a similar situation. <laughs> yeah. Man, we, we, so, so that was, that was, I'm, I'm going to give the creative genesis of that to you because you, you came to me with the concept. Yeah. One day we walked in, we get ready to record the drop. You were like, this is what the name going to be. I'm like, hey, <laughs> that actually worked. So yeah. what, what, what do you see as far as that side outside of the, the business leader, the, the employer, the mm -hmm. grower, being able to share this type of information like we did right here? Like, what do you see yeah. that becoming as far as Tough Talks? Yeah, I just think it's another thing, right? Like every other industry, like you probably have done the same thing as me. 
I've been in multiple conferences, right? I've been uh, every conference you can think of. If I named them, you know them. Mm -hmm. But none of those conferences felt like they were for us. Mm -hmm. I've listened to many podcasts, many uh, read many books, but none of them just speaks to our journey and our um, um, experience. And I felt that, you know, you obviously have TED Talks and you have all these other platforms, earn your leisure. I love these platforms. And I wanted something for us, for fitness entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. for wellness entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. for people that's in tech, for people mm -hmm. that's creating things, for people that's online, for trainers, for yoga, for everybody that's in our industry. And I want to be able to talk to them and say, hey, all right, this is what you're doing. Maybe try this. Really give them feedback. So that's why I thought that it would be great to do tough talks. And I know that I don't know everything, right? I know that, hey, I have my experience, which is this experience, but I don't have tech. I, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> um, and this industry deserves to hear from people like yourself. They deserve to hear hear from that model. And I think that, um, you know, so when we start talking, I was like, oh man, bro, this would be perfect. Like, we have both of these backgrounds and we can combine them and uh, create tough talks. And I think that the industry is going to go crazy, bro. I think they're going to go crazy. I think it's going to be conferences. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, in live, like um, in-person yep. meetings, um, just so many things that is going to help the industry. Yeah, and the industry needs it. This is a young industry, man. It's amazing that that like all these resources should have been here, but they're you know, really not. I won't say that it's young. I'll say that it went in the hiding and it's coming back. Mm. If you remember, mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all them cats, Good call. they were running the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Muscle Beach, all of that stuff call. was busting. Good call. Yep. And then everybody started getting it. Yeah, yeah. And now we're coming back to understanding that movement that 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 taking care of yourself the mental and the physical side yes. the physical side impacts the mental side yes. the mental side impacts the physical side it yes. allows you to be able to live that soft life yep. that everybody's searching for is yep. not monetary it's actually how you feel yes and what you can do and how you can can progress because you feel better about where you are and what you're doing and who you are yep. now that's becoming prominent again yep. and so that that Halo yes. is being put back onto the folks that are focused on that, building that, helping other people be a part of that yeah. and embodying that themselves because it's the one thing you can't buy. Like you can buy it, but you still can't buy it. Because if you buy it, yeah. you still gotta get your butt in the gym. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Otherwise no you're gonna be back buying it again. Yeah. So Yeah, it's no escaping it. It's no escaping it. And like I look at it from everybody has a fitness journey. Mm -hmm. One thing I've I've Having a physical location, you see so many people. So I've seen the executive come in here. I've seen the politician come in here. I've seen the athlete come in here. I've seen the rapper come in here. I've seen the stay-at-home mom come in here. I've seen the teacher come in here. I've seen every single type of person come in here. And at the end of the day, everybody still has to put in the same work, bro. It is, I don't care who you are. You, you're going to have to put in work. There's no escaping it. And I look at Tough Talks as a, also for entrepreneurs. Yeah. I've seen every single type of entrepreneur come through here. And at the end of the day, you still got to put in the work. And you right. still, you know. And so I hope that when we build this Tough Talks, we can just give people little nuggets 
better make that journey just a slight, not easier, because it's going to be hard. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but maybe we can help you go through whatever emotion that you're going through, whether that's on the treadmill or whether that's in your business and you late at night, and you're like, I don't know if it's going to work. And you got a story to be like, look, I remember this is what happened, you know? So that's just keep going. So I hope that we can do that with Tough Talks. I know we can do that with Tough Talks. It's going down. Yeah, It's going down. So y'all watch out. Tough Talks, exclusive invites for the live in person. If you get one, you better cover it and you better show up because you're going to miss something, obviously. Yes. Obviously, because we just talking about him. Yeah, yeah, we ain't even got into it. We ain't even tag team nobody. Trying to get the juice out of that. So make sure that you show up. Make sure that you do your thing, bro. Yes. Last thing, man, tell the people where they can find you, bro. Yeah, man. So, uh, man, I'm really boring to find me, but you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, all that good stuff. Do the math guy. But more importantly, the Union Fit Hub on Instagram, on all of the uh, platforms, the Union Fit Hub. Um, we're going to be doing something special with Fanbase as well. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing something with Isaac and Fanbase. So, Isaac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah, looking out for that. Your, uh, ball here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get you over here. <laughs> got to get you over here, man. But um, but yeah, so you can find us on all those social media platforms. And, and bro, once again, thank you so much, man. man this, is a, this is amazing. Tap in. <laughs> Everybody, they got to tap in. Like, they got to tap in. Figure out. I ain't pushing nobody, you know? Yeah, so like, yeah, it's yeah. just like fitness. Like, if you get in here and you, like, trying too hard, you might hurt yourself. You, you feel your time. <laughs> You ain't going to stay on your path. When you join me, yep. I want you to be ready for what you're going to get. You know what I'm talking about? Come on now. My man. Let's go. My guy. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thank you, man. big guy. Good times, good ways, good yep. melodies. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Appreciate everybody for joining us as always. Catch us next time. We out here. Tap, tap, tap in with MT and friends. Peace. My God.